Um, hey everyone, it's Kaylin Johnson. Welcome to Crossing Seams. Um, today I have the amazing privilege of sitting down with Casey Evans. She's currently the starting outside hitter for the Georgia Bulldogs, getting ready to begin her fifth season. Um, she's had an amazing volleyball career, including many accomplishments and accolades. Uh, to name a few, she is a member of the Thousand Kill Club, inducted September 3rd versus Texas Tech, a 2022 ABCA 13 All-American, a 2022 ABCA Southeast All-Region team member, and a 2022 All-SEC team member as well. She's also been named the SEC Player of the Week twice, Defensive Player of the Week, and received recognition for academic honor roll. So for her gameplay, she has registered 489 kills for a 4.18 kills per set average during the 2022 season. She finished first in the SEC in total kills and points with 578, and second in kills per set, total aces with 46, and aces per set with 0.39. Needless to say, she is a powerhouse on the volleyball court, and today you'll get to hear from her and learn that she's also a wonderful person who mentors and shares her talents with others. Thanks, Katie. <laughs> so so um, just to get us started, um, why don't you tell us about your background in this world? Where do I start? It's been many years. Uh, I would say, based on my background, you know, it's been around my entire life. Uh, both of my parents got into volleyball. My mom played in college uh, for the University of Akron. And then my father started getting into club volleyball when he was at Kent State University. And then he realized that he actually loved the sport more than he thought. So he, you know, started coaching himself, started to read books about volleyball. Uh, was attending some OVR meetings. I currently am from Ohio, so OVR is the Ohio Valley region. Uh, he used to work for them for many years, and then my mom would coach throughout high school, uh, coach club, and uh, was actually one of my coaches growing up. So, yeah, I've had a long background in volleyball. So. <laughs> it's been about, I think, almost about, oh, I'm sorry, I'm seven, I'm 22. So, yeah, fit, about 15 years now. Jeez. So, <laughs> um, what caused you to fall in love with the sport of volleyball? My mother. <laughs> my <laughs> my mom, um, you know, I was a very athletic kid, and I loved to just do all kinds of sports, uh, basketball, soccer, and I like to say this, if no athlete has played soccer, they're not a true athlete. Everyone's had to play soccer once mm. in their life. Mm. <laughs> I've never <laughs> played soccer, so. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I played soccer, basketball. Um, I wanted to get into football, but my mom said, your right arm is too delicate. And I said, okay. So uh, I decided to play volleyball. Um, I mean, I would run around the gym with my dad because my dad used to coach at a neighboring high school where I grew up. And, uh, you know, he would uh, bring me to practice. I was about three or four years old. And I would just be running around, play, like, peppering with myself all the time. And, I mean, four years old, he said I knew the game really well. And then when I started playing club at seven years old, I, uh, you know, just really got into it and started falling in love with it more. I got to learn so many different things about volleyball. And, uh yeah, so I just, it's really been a part, part of my life, family-wise, so. So um, when did you know that you wanted to play volleyball at the next level in college? Wow. Um, that's <laughs> it's just a really good question, just because it's more like it kind of hit me. Not necessarily it's like I didn't have a deciding date of when I wanted to play. It was more, you know, like when I first got my two college letters of interest from two separate universities, I was stoked. I mean, I was in eighth grade, and I was like, oh, my God, like, what, what can I do? Like, <laughs> like, like, what are these? Like, what do I do? Like, I, I was so new to the whole college thing as an eighth – I mean, as an eighth grader, that's really, really young, and I don't encourage committing at eighth grade. But, <laughs> um, but you know, it's just – it's it was so surreal to me that I was getting recruited that young, but it also made me work even harder in the sport and just to see, like, you know, who else would look at me, you know, 
what other parts of my game can I keep adding or what can I keep working on? So it was more like a motivational type thing. So I would say about eighth grade going into freshman year of high school, um, that's when I really started to get motivated for recruiting and uh, all that stuff. So yeah, it was yeah. fun. Um, was there someone along the way who encouraged you to play at the collegiate level? I'm going to refer to my mother a lot. <laughs> um, but yeah, I would say mainly just a lot about my family. Um, you know, my mom and dad. I grew up for um, from a family of college athletes. Um, like I said, my mom played at the University of Akron, and she was a hall. Of, she's a hall of famer there. Like she was legit. Um, you know, so their team, their team back in the day was very, very good. Um, and then my dad played football for two years, and then he ended up, uh, I believe, medically retiring. So, um, so he wished he would have kept going, but it was just more, you know, injury based. So mm -hmm. couldn't really do too much. And then my brother plays football at the University of Notre Dame. So kind of a big background. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. But you know, it's 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 mainly just. I think I think a lot of influence came from my family, and then obviously I think playing for club, like for a high level club, uh, Academy Volleyball Cleveland up in Cleveland, love them, <laughs> miss the staff. Um, but um, I think a lot of them really persuaded me to keep going to the next level, just because I've played up my entire life as well. So when I was seven, turning eight, I played for a tens team, and then eleven. And then I played 12s twice, so that put me still a year behind. And then I played a year up, going all the way up to my 17s year. So I played 17s twice, and then I played with my age group for the last two years of mm -hmm. clubs. So I think a lot of it just had to do with the players I played with and the coaches that have been a part of my life. And, yeah, just yeah, it's just been, it's been a heck of an experience. A lot of people have influenced my life very easily, so <laughs> it's, been, it's been a lot. Yeah. Um, so I experience people who underestimate me because I'm definitely not six feet tall as an outside hitter. So did you ever experience people kind of underestimating you because, I mean, 5'11 isn't like, you know, gigantic for an oh, yeah. outside hitter? Like, yeah. did you ever experience that? Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's, and it was more, I could say, I could say it was a mix of my height and a mix of my vertical as well. I mean, I was getting recruited very young into some pretty elite programs back in the day, and and that's why I kind of wanted to wait a little bit on the recruiting process because, like, one, I am 5'11", and girls are only getting taller. And so I was like – and it was part about my motivation. Like, what do I need to do to get myself to the elite – you know, to the top, to the elite standard? And, um, you know, it's it, – it, it was hard to manage because there's a lot of times I did have doubts. I mean, it's easy – as easy it was when I was 15, 16 years old, it was easy to have doubts about yourself because, mm -hmm. you, know, you know, we go through our phases. But, you know, it's <laughs> – you know, it's – it, 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 it's more of how can I help a program with what I can do, not necessarily my height, and um, just how can I be, you know, more crafty, or how can I do this versus this on the court, and then honestly, off the court too really helped out a lot because off the court stuff is just as important as what you do off on the court. So like your nutrition, your mental health, you know, every everything all of the above. Make sure your relationships are, you know, connected. Like having a good relationship with your coaches. Um, you know, it's just it, there's a lot at play and I think it's just more about, you know, what can you do more instead of just worried about height and like comparing yourself to others. Yeah. So how did you overcome that to kind of get to where you are now? <sighs> wow, that's that's a really good question. <laughs> I mean, it's it's more the fact that when I was getting recruited and I was telling them, maybe, uh, you know, about my situation. Because, like, back in the day, oh, God, let's see. It's going to be a while. <laughs> um, I mean, when I was 15, 16, um, I was getting recruited by a lot of schools, preferably in the SEC and the ACC, which is where I was looking at, and then a couple of the Big East and the AACs. Um, so there was, a lot of, there was a lot of conferences on the East Coast I really wanted to go to. Um, 
but the main thing I was a little worried was, I mean, I was, how tall? I was maybe 5'10", 5'9", 5'10", 15 or 16. I think I only grew one more inch after that. And I was only touching like 9'7", which, yeah. you know, I was told in my life, you gotta touch 10 feet, you gotta do this, you gotta do that. Well, I mean, going in to where I am now at the University of Georgia, like I was only touching like 9'8", and I was like, okay, first of all, I'm at a power five school. I need to touch higher. There's gotta be a way I gotta touch higher. <laughs> so throughout my throughout my five years, well, now going into my fifth year, I am now, I am now have surpassed touching 10 feet. So it's really about, like I said, it's more off the court base is what's really gonna help versus yeah. on the court. So it's, it's more of like, I was staying motivated under like, hey, like I wanna play in the power five, so like I'm gonna do what I can off the court to be in the power five. Yeah. Um, what caused you to make the decision to play at UGA? There's a lot of reasons. Um, mainly, they were my very first offer um, looking at schools. And just because, one, it was, it was a Power 5 school in the SEC. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, I was like, kind of like my mom. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> and my offer happened in person. didn't happen over the phone. So that was more surreal to me. Yeah. And I was actually offered from the old coaching staff before Tom Black and his staff got there. Um, so that was kind of like, I was a little nervous because literally three months after I got offered, uh, the coaching staff ended up leaving and going their separate ways. And I was waiting for the new coach to get here. And I was like, oh God, like, what am I going to do? And plus, I was only 15. I haven't even turned 16 yet. And I'm already freaking out over this stuff. <laughs> and so when Tom got hired, uh, I believe it was January of 2017, so that next upcoming spring season, um, I mean, I emailed him right away. I was like, hey, by the way, blah, blah, uh, I got off from the old staff. You guys are like one of my top choices. Please, please, please respond. Um, so I ended up uh, hearing back from him. I talked on the phone with him, talked with uh, Aaron Benning and Felicia Turner, who is now at UNCG. Um, but I was, I talked with them a lot. And then I ended up committing uh, about two months later. On my, and I can remember March 4th, 2017. I can remember the date exactly because that was the day that really changed my life. You know, it's that was the, that was the day where I knew I could make it to the next level, and yeah. I think that's just something that was really important to me. And um, I just think, based on Tom's and Aaron's, um, and now EJ um, with their resumes, it it you know they can lead people to a national championship, and that's mm -hmm. what I wanted to be a part of. And UGA. We've had a lot of success in the past, and I think there was a few years before I got there, they, they were a little bit up and down, but I wanted to be a part of something that could really get back on top. And um, I mean, just from the seasons that I've had at UGA, you know, we, we can compete is mm -hmm. all I can say about that. So that, yeah. that's something that was really surreal for me. So since June 15th actually has just passed, did you get like a call on the day or did you have to like really like kind of take your time and be patient? Uh, you know, so recruiting was so much different uh, back when I was getting recruited. So I could, I could personally call coaches whenever I wanted to. So I was talking to people my freshman year of high school and, you know, and they were allowing, you know, commitments and then having, you know, coaches directly contact. I still believe on June 15th, mm -hmm. but, um, you know, it was something that I wanted to get over with right away because I knew exactly what I wanted from the University of Georgia, um, just to be very specific. <laughs> but um, they were, they were, they met all my expectations. So I knew I wanted to commit early and I didn't want to wait too much longer because I believe the more I was willing to wait, the more they were going to look at other people and the more colleges would potentially offer me. 
but then I wouldn't want to sit there with possibly over 10 offers waiting for me at the end of the table and having to call with each coach being like, hey, I'm not coming here, I'm coming here, I'm not coming here, and it, it would have been a lot. But yeah. So I think Georgia really met my expectations early, and I think that was just the perfect time for me to commit. So, and plus we had a really good season that year for clubs, so it was also kind of a kind of a good thing to go off of. Yeah. So do you have any advice for athletes such as myself who are kind of in the midst of the recruiting process now that June 15th has passed? It's been almost a week now. Mm-hmm. So. That's crazy already. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I would say just from, because I'm, I'm personally trying to connect with the players that I coach uh, right now, just being like, hey, because a lot of them are sophomores and they're going into mm-hmm. their junior season yourself so it's also like you know it's it's all about being patient with the whole entire process so what I like to do is and I like to tell this to all my girls like the moment you feel unorganized that's when you're gonna freak out so you want to make sure if you don't want to talk to certain schools that's in the back like you're like I'm not even gonna think about that I don't want them like you need to separate them so I have three different categories I like to do to like tell my girls so this is um the trash which just sounds not so great but I call it the trash just because they're the last like very very dead last like yeah. I'm not interested all that stuff I like to put compromise is my second one which means I like what they have to offer but I really want to make sure like they actually are the right ones and maybe I do want to talk to them mm-hmm. and then it's the golden standard which means hey like I want to go here I'm very interested I want to build relationships with these coaches and players so like there's three different categories you really want to separate each college you look at um some can be very overbearing and some can be you know not so much so you just want to find that balance um because I never want to tell girls like look at every single college that has ever offered you or possibly sent you a letter of interest or even a camp letter like I'm not going to tell girls that because that's too overwhelming oh yeah um so it's really the ones that they've picked out first it's mainly you know if I'm interested you know going to UGA like hey I'm going to do my in-depth research on this institution and I'm going to do a lot of my research on the ones I really want not necessarily mm-hmm. the ones that you know you know kind of reached out have been a little bit like you know like hey like we're interested but there's this going on every time you see a but in an email from a coach it's mainly they're just trying to persuade you to like you know hey go to a camp yeah but um, but I recommend, you know, just trying to find a balance between what you're actually interested in, um, you know. And I do recommend going to camps. I'm not saying camps are bad, but I do recommend going to camps that you are interested in mm-hmm. or even if a coach is really, you know, interested outside of camps. Like, hey, like they're actually trying to reach out to you or they want to come see you play at certain tournaments. That, yeah. That's what I would recommend too. Um, what are the most important aspects of deciding where to play? There's a bunch. <laughs> um, the number one thing is, obviously, if they have the major you're studying. Oh, yeah. You, know, um, you want to pursue something other than volleyball, and you definitely need a backup. So trying to have a job outside of college, that's the number one priority. Because mm-hmm. um, eventually we'll be all adults and working for the rest of our life, and that's very important. Uh, so I would say, obviously, having a major lined up or having a couple that you're interested in lined up, if they have it. Um, I would say, honestly, if you're, and this is another big one that I don't think really a lot of people talked about, but if you feel a connection or slash relationship with your coaches that you've talked to, you know, it's, that was a big thing for me when I chose UGA too, is because like me and uh, Tom, Aaron and Belly at the time, like we connected so well and, you know, they made me feel 
very comfortable about my expectations about coming into the program and like what they expect, like, you know, what I expected of them and what they expect out of me. So that's something very important that I think a lot of girls, especially nowadays with June 15th coming, coming by, like you need to build a relationship with the coaches you're interested in because one, it's more, it, it builds mature conversations. You know, like you get to learn so much about how you communicate with others and what, you know, how coaches like communicate with you and like build that, you know, type of bond. Yeah. Um, and I would say the last thing is just the overall support. So like, I'm going to throw this out there because I talk about this a lot, but like mental health has been a very big issue recently for the past few years. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think having a support staff based on possibly sports psychologist, you know, that you can really rely on in the sports world or even like a recommended mental therapist, like, you know, if it gets to that extent, but I mean, there needs to be a lot of support and like a lot of, you know, um, I would say like person to rely on, like mm -hmm. when time is needed. Yeah. Um, and it's like basically just like a reach out for help. And I think that's just a big thing about support. Now I, I will get into this just for one moment, but like mental health to me is important just because it's something that I think every player has gone through at least once in their lifetime. Mm -hmm. But the moment they use it as an excuse, that's the biggest issue. Mm -hmm. Now, excuse, I mean more like, you know, I don't want to sit out, like, because I feel sad today. That's not a reality for real life. And I like to tell my girls that, like, listen, if you're sad, like, we want to do anything and everything we can to at least, you know, either one, not make you sad, or two, like, still try to push you in through a practice or going to school and all that stuff. Yeah. Because the moment you let yourself back away from others, like... It almost feels like a heaviness on your shoulder that you really don't want. Mm -hmm. And I just, I want girls out there, like, to know there's always going to be help. People care about you and they love you. And, you know, I want to make, I want to make sure, especially for people that I know and obviously for people that you would know, like, mm -hmm. they want to be taken care of. They want to make sure, like, you're okay. Like, I'm sure you want your friends to be okay. Oh, yeah. You want your mother to be okay. <laughs> so, you know, like, but mental health is so important. And, like, the number one thing is, like, don't be afraid to ask for help. Mm -hmm. Even if it sounds silly, like, it's not. It's really not. Because I've, I've been through it all the time. So it's yeah. it's something that I think is very, very important, especially in college athletics nowadays. <laughs> yeah. Because it's so much. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was the hardest part of the recruiting process for you? The hardest part was... The, gosh, this is so hard. That's a hard question to really ask. <laughs> it's a hard question. The, the hardest, hardest part. <laughs> the hardest part about recruiting is going back to communication with your coaches because I struggled growing up based on speech. I was never a very good communicator or vocally. I was always so nervous talking to people. I was never the one to really start conversations. I was always the one like to back away and like. Yeah let them start everything first but I even like made it a goal for myself when I got to UGA like let me put myself out there but not to the point where it makes people uncomfortable because mm -hmm. like you know some people try and it gets like too much for someone but you want to find that balance with someone like you know especially with your coaches all oh, the lights went out but um <laughs> She's reel. dancing over there. I don't know if y'all can see it, but no, she's dancing over there trying to turn the lights on. Blooper reel. But, oh, boy. <laughs> but, um, so, you know, it's it, it's something that, um, that I struggled with going through it, just making sure, like, I was... <laughs> 
this sounds silly, but like saying the right things to a coach. Yeah. Like not saying, oh, your program is blah, 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 like all this stuff. Like not, not trying to be negative, but it kind of is being negative. But, you know, just, you know, just trying to say the right things. Um, you know, just trying to be honest with them about what you expect out of a program um, and what they want out of you. Um, so that was that was the biggest thing for me is just the sole communication. So I made it a goal like when I got here, I'm gonna reiterate, but I made it the goal to like, hey, like I'm gonna start conversations. Yes. I'm gonna see where this goes. How long can I hold a conversation with someone? Because um, that's a big thing about my maturity is what I've learned is that like not a whole lot of people will start conversations and it can be very awkward. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so um, so just you know being able to the one to like maybe step up and be like, hey, like. It can literally be as simple as like, "Hey, how's your day?" And then you could talk for twenty minutes, and that's yeah. a, and that's a nice simple conversation. So, <laughs> so that's something that I really, you know, yeah. wanted to dive into more. Yeah, I like that because I need to do that more. Yeah, and it and it's hard. Yeah. It's hard because you're still sixteen, right? Mm -hmm. So, yep. and it's it's hard, and that's something that a lot of girls, I think, your age, still need to understand. Like, it's not easy, and that's okay. And like. You know, like, you have parents that, you know, have probably been through stuff like this, and I'm sure they've been through, you know, interviews, and, like, they've had to, you know, talk and, like, <laughs> answer questions, kind of like what we're doing right now. <laughs> so, you know, so they've been through it, and, like, you know, they, they are very big supporters and like, how to help you with that. So yeah. that's, like, that's a big thing for, you know, the recruiting world that I would recommend is just learn how to communicate. <laughs> know how to communicate with someone, especially if it feels awkward. Yeah. That's the biggest thing. So what's your favorite part about being a Georgia Bulldog? Favorite My favorite part. part about being a Georgia Bulldog is, this is sound very cheesy, but <laughs> wearing that jersey every home and away match because this was a dream of mine for since March 4th of 2017. Like this was the biggest dream because I get to play for a Power 5 institution mm -hmm. and ever since then like you know we made the tournament twice mm -hmm. in my four years which is kind of a big accomplishment for our program for a long long time um and then hoping this year we do it again mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. and you know just wearing that wearing that you know georgia in my 23 across my chest is, is something that i've been waiting for since i committed and being able to play in well, hopefully we'll play in segment Coliseum this season. <laughs> but we'll be playing in Ramsey first, but that I am excited to. I don't get to that in a moment. But just being able to play in one of the best facilities in the country is, mm -hmm. it's unreal. And I, and, I love every, and I love being a part of it. Um, and then I think a thing outside of sports, but still involved in UGA, is that I'm part of a STEM major, which is so hard. But it's so, so it's like your science, your oh, math, yeah, and all yeah, that yeah. stuff. So, but I'm a science major, and science is not easy at the University of Georgia because we're known we're known for a lot of good science departments, medicine, and you know, um, you know, veterinary programs like all that, all the type of science and animal and you know, possibly agriculture and business. You know, we we have it all, but um, it, it's definitely not easy, and it makes and it makes it challenging, which I love because I love challenging myself, and from experience, I can say this because I'm allowed. Um, but I, fun fact, I actually failed two classes in one semester. Like, I physically got Fs in two classes. Um, and I had to, you know, figure out how to respond and rebuild from that experience because, one, I was about to lose track from graduation, so 
I was originally supposed to graduate this upcoming fall with my undergrad, but I was able to graduate um, in the spring slash summer because mm -hmm. I'm still making up classes for the summer. But um, yeah, it's something I really had to learn from, and because I, I was like, I, I was like, I never failed classes. Like, what is going on? All this stuff, and I was, you know, obviously like having two F's on a, on a report card. I'm sure your mom would probably freak out. <laughs> so my mom was definitely not happy. Um, but you know, it's something I had to learn from, and. Uh, you know, I ended up coming back in the next semester. I believe I made the honor roll. Um, and then uh, my senior fall, that was the most credits I've taken. I think I was in a full 18 credit and I finished with like a three, five or three, six GPA yeah. that semester. So, you know, anything, you know, anything can happen. And you really got to put the work, you know, the work ethic into school. So yeah. that's a big thing. But, but the support system involved in that is just as good as mm -hmm. the academics. So. It's really nice and there's a, there's a nap going around but, <laughs> but yeah that's it that's a big thing um what would you say your goals for the next season for yourself and the team are? my next goal or my goal for next season on a personal note I mean I want to be a part of you know the Georgia legacy um you know I was actually talking with Nikki Chester made a name Nicholson she's one of the Georgia greatest um in volleyball Mm -hmm. um, and she, her and I were talking about Priscilla uh, Pacheco earlier, who mm -hmm. literally has every record in the book. You can name it. <laughs> um, I think she currently still has, I, I mean, I could be wrong about this one, but for the NCAA, I believe she still leads in total kills in all four years that she's been. Yeah, she's, she was crazy. Um, I believe I, I could be wrong about that, but, she, but her kill number is very high. Um, but, I mean, we were talking earlier today. I was like, listen, like, there's something I want to leave at this program like whether it's you know Georgia is gonna be back on top here soon or you know just building a culture that loves and cares about you know the game of volleyball in general mm -hmm. um, so being a part of that the last four years I got to learn a whole lot um, and it's something special so I would say a personal note just leaving a legacy and you know being able to like still have the support from the fans and the and you know friends and family and all that stuff too so that's fun um, as a team, I mean, don't get me wrong, SEC champions sound really, have a nice ring to it. That sounds really <laughs> fun. Uh, so our, our goal is always to win the SEC. Um, and this year especially is going to be really fun. I mean, yeah, I, I'm i the first one to say this is my last of last, you know, my first of the last, you know. So, like, I'm my last first day of lift. I'm my last first day of open gym. Like, you know, I'm mm -hmm. at that point. Um, so it would be nice to come, <laughs> it would be nice to end my career on an SEC championship. Um but this year is going to be a battle for sure because every oh, team yeah. has gotten better um, through every institution across the across the conference. So every team has gotten better. Um, and then I would say just making the tournament again. And my freshman year, I made the first round. We ended up losing. We got reverse swept. That was painful. <laughs> and then <laughs> last year, you know, we made the second round for the first time, and I believe it was 27 years. So that was a big deal for us. And then obviously losing to the national champions. That's kind of fun, but it's also like, oh my God. <laughs> they were they were they were a very, very good team. Oh yeah. Um, so that that was a fun uh, and also playing in that gym was so fun, you know. Uh, Gregory Gymnasium is an unreal place. Oh, that yeah. was so exciting. Um, so obviously this year I would love to make it to the third round, Sweet Sixteen. So yeah. um, so that'd be really fun. So there's a little little bit of technical goals we can we can make. So. Yeah.
So I ask this question every interview. Okay. And I can't play volleyball without a headband on. That's like a superstition. <laughs> so like, okay. do you have any superstitions or like rituals that you need to do before game day? So this, I'm not sure if it's like a superstition, but uh, yeah, it probably is. So I, you, I mean, I've, I've been doing this in club too. Um, I kind of stopped a little bit when I got to college, but there's times where I'll like pull it out sometimes. So I have to wear at least one braid in my hair. And so there's times I do two, there's times where I do just a simple braid down the back. There's times I just have a low pony. I used to do high ponies a lot, but I'm starting to kind of ungrow that I love the low ponies. Just one, cause it's so much easier. <laughs> it's so much easier. Um, but yeah, I would say probably just having at least one braid in my hair. Um, there's times I am really lazy and just don't do it, but, um, but I do do it most of the time. Um, oh, this is one I do all the time. I can talk about that one. Um, so we have four different jerseys because we did add a gray one this past season. And so, and then we only use red and white and black and white Nike lead socks. Mm -hmm. So say if we're wearing, like if there's a match on Friday and Sunday and Friday's match, we wear our red jersey and our uh, Sunday match, we wear our white jersey. So my red jersey, I have to wear the red socks. I have to, it has to match, whatever. And then my white jersey has to be black. So I can't wear the same color twice. Yeah. So, and then say if we're gray and then black, I would wear my red socks with my gray and my black socks with my black jersey. So like, I can never wear the same one twice. Yeah. So, yeah, I would, I would, say, I would say that's a good one. And then yeah. I would say I like to listen to my game day playlist on Spotify. That's a, that's a big one. Uh, before <laughs> before we head out for serving pass and then before we head out for warm ups, um, it's pretty hype. It's pretty hype. <laughs> it's, it's pretty, pretty hype for me. My music taste is a little weird, but like it's hype for me. But yeah, I'll, I'll take I'll take what I can get. <laughs> <laughs> um, what does your day typically look like when you're in season? Um, we have a couple. So usually it really depends on um, when we play. So a traditional school day on a Monday. Wednesday, Friday, because our Tuesdays and Thursdays, our classes are longer. Mm -hmm. So our Monday, Wednesday, Fridays, they are usually classes in the morning, have a little bit of a break for lunch, uh, and then we would practice um, around anywhere between two or three o'clock starting time. It really depends on who has class. Yeah. Um, and then we typically go for maybe two and a half, three hours. Uh, we don't go over three hours. Uh, Tom's not trying to kill us. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I would say anywhere between two and a half, three hours. And, um, and then you go back, shower, do your thing, have your little nighttime routine, get some dinner, get some homework done. Um, I typically try to go to bed anywhere between 10 to 10.30. Sometimes that happens, sometimes it doesn't. Um, just because I'm a big night owl. I'm not a morning person. Mm -hmm. So having 8 a.m. classes my first two years of college was not so fun. Um, so luckily junior, senior year is a little bit easy because it started at like 9.30. So it wasn't yeah. terrible. Um, and then Tuesday, Thursdays, we usually lift in between cl class and practice. So typically your Tuesday, Thursday classes, you would have two classes. And then we go lift for about 45 minutes, go straight to Ramsey for practice, practice for, you know, your two and a half, three hours. And then... Um, you just go on basically how you did Monday, Wednesday, Friday for dinner. So yeah, it's a pretty uh, it's a pretty busy routine, but you know I've gotten used to it for it took me five years to get used to it, but you know it's uh, it, it's a good routine to have. Yeah, Don't stay busy. So you're currently coaching here at Top Flight with the Seventeen Ones. I am. Um, what made you decide to become a coach and show your love for the game to 
younger athletes. I guess athletes my age. That's <laughs> true. So I got into coaching mainly just because I was like, hmm. I wanted to be more of like a, you know, like a side job and like get the experience just to like, you know, work with kids and like just show them what I know and um, just to be very simple with that. And also just like my parents are coaches and they coach clubs. So I was like, why not? I'll give it a shot. Spring season, I have a little bit of time. I actually, it's a little bit busy, but you know, it's not too much time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of got into it just because uh, the practice schedules were a little bit easier for me based on my school schedule and practice schedule for spring. Um, there was a, t- a couple times I did have a miss a couple tournaments just because UGA tournaments, UGA tournaments, club tournaments. At the time, I have to, you know, be a student athlete first. Yeah. Um, so that was a big thing for me. And then I would say, honestly, just like I, I love I love coaching kids because I love how they learn and they can like, you know, show their ability. I love that. And I love, you know, I love the work ethic that my kids bring because you know they've been they've been through a lot for a couple of years here um and I just wanted them to have like a new face around so like my first year was last year mm-hmm. and obviously like them knowing oh my god you're from Georgia and I'm like yeah but like let's just make it about I'm from top flight like I'm your coach this is top flight let's just let's get our name back out there and everything so yeah last year we had a pretty good season um Last year, yeah, last year we had a pretty good season. We didn't go to nationals just because with money stuff, like we just wanted to make sure we were okay. The lights out again. The lights out again. Um, but then this okay. year, I said, hey, I think we should bring an elite program in. Like, I want these girls, you know, to get themselves out there because because a lot of these girls can play at the next level. They just, I think they need to put themselves in a bigger environment to really, you know, show what they can do against opponents from across the country. So a lot of these girls, you know, you know, they have the work ethic and they have. I like, I like saying willingness, but, like, it's more natural for them. Like, they can play. Like, it's not necessarily something they've had to build up. Like, it's so natural for them. Mm-hmm. But I have been teaching them new techniques, and they, they definitely look a little uncomfortable, but it's, you know, it's all about, you know, watching them learn and grow. And that's the biggest thing about, that I love doing, is watching players learn and grow about themselves and as um, players. Yeah. Um, how do you take your gameplay style and apply it to coaching? Ooh, I like that question. <laughs> so, I mean, my, I mean, are, so you're name, you're specifically naming like Georgia, like mainly Georgia. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. my my biggest thing I took away um, was how we pass and serve receive, and then also like how we hit. So passing is super important, and I'm sure a lot of club coaches can relate if they watch this podcast, mm-hmm. which they should. Um, but you know, serve receive, serve receive is just so important for so many different reasons. Um, and I won't go into it, but needless to say, like the first touch always matters because it sets up everything, but you know, it's, it's something that they needed to get used to because I got, I got passers on my team that can pass, but they just need to make sure they're comfortable taking, you know, outside of their body how to move forward properly, maybe possibly moving backwards. I don't like moving backwards as much, but if they need to, this is how they would do it. You know, so just, it's it's a whole lot of, you know, not necessarily perfecting, you know, their technique, but mainly just like having them adjust to a different technique. Because um, I'm sure if they go play at the next level, like their coaches at the, col- at the college they want to go to will probably say something different. Mm-hmm. But this is like, hey, this is how we do things here, but this may benefit you for later on. Um, and then for hitting, obviously, like, I, I'm, I'm guilty of this because I did this all the time growing up. So I learned a lot of this when I was in Georgia. Um, 
It's mainly about shoulder power, not necessarily your back. Obviously you want to keep your core tight, but like your power comes through this plane and not necessarily when your back goes up and down. So like that was the biggest thing I taught my girls because one, I don't need them getting hurt. I don't need them, you know, pulling their back or dislocating something if that happens. But, yeah. you know, just try to do it as safe as they can, but also like still get the power they want out of hitting. Um, and also just like teaching them, you know, different shots when to do these in these situations, like all, all the different types of stuff. So a lot of high level, um, like, you know, a lot of high level thinking, but they know how to do it. It's just, you know, it's just more the fact that, you know, I have to be patient with their learning style. Yeah. So that's the biggest thing I've learned about coaching is developing that patience of learning. Yeah. So how would you say you coach them in the sense of like, I guess like your attitude as a coach, like are you like super aggressive or are you like super like, oh, okay. You know, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, I happen to think I'm a very aggressive slash, it's more of, I want them to be, you know, aware of them slipping. Cause yeah. I mean, yeah, all yeah, athletes, yeah. and I'm guilty of this too, all athletes are gonna have off days. And I know that. So like, I'm not gonna be at someone like, you need to do this better. <sighs> I'm not like that. If I know someone's having a bad day, I'm not gonna scream in their face. Yeah. You know, so I'm over there like, hey, and the first thing I always say, like, hey, like, if you're having a rough day, like, just tell me. But, like, I'm still going to get on these kids because they want to be pushed. Mm-hmm. And I will push these kids, um, you know, so that's something that I find, you know, you know, them like, you know, a big thing for them that I'm looking for is like, you know, can they handle the toughness? Obviously, if someone yells at them, like, if someone can handle it, someone can't. But I don't yell as much necessarily during practice during matches I will for a few but it's just more the fact that it's like I'm a very loud person so like there's times I just I can't whisper I can't do anything like that like I'm (laughs) naturally just loud so people will automatically think I might be yelling but you know my intention is to not hurt anybody my intention is never to hurt anybody my intention is like hey if I notice that you're not doing your job or you're you know not playing volleyball the way you should be I'm going to get on you and you better respond to me so that's that's the biggest thing that I would say is yeah not super aggressive but I'm like I'm just loud but I just want them to be motivated like I want them to know like I want them to be aware if they are slipping or you know when they are playing lights out type of thing so gaining that awareness um do you have aspirations to continue coaching or even coaching at a higher level I do. Um, I really do. I really want to coach in the Power Five somewhere someday. Um, if I start small, no big deal. I'm not, you know, I just want to be able to have enough, you know, background to say like, hey, like, I've done this, this, and this, and I want to be able to be a head coach as soon as I can. Um, and I'm still very young, so I'm not too worried about being a head coach by, like, in three years from now. Like, my, my I would say my goal to be a head coach would – would probably have to be like eight or nine years maybe to I'll probably push it to over 10 years just because one I think especially for the power five like people are coming into the power five like you know all these schools and wanting to coach in all these schools mm-hmm. and you know so it's really hard to find a head coaching job at this level but I'm willing you know to work and I know what I can do to be a head coach but obviously I still have a lot to learn at such a young age and you know, learning from the coaching staff I have now, like, there's a lot I want to apply from what I know from them, but also, like, there's a lot of things I'm like, hey, like, maybe I want to do this instead, mm-hmm. but 
obviously with all due respect to my coaches at the UGA, I'm still going to do what they want to do for mm -hmm. me. But, um, so, yeah. so there's just something, there's just something about coaching that really makes me motivated to help kids across the country. That's something that's really important to me. Um, so when I, I guess, get older, I just want to be kind of in the journalism world. Like after college, like, what do you want to do for like your life? Like, what do you want to do? So I, so similar to coaching, you know, just, I want to be able to help kids, you know, I have three things that I tell my kids now. I want them to learn about themselves, learn about how you are as a player, and love it while you're doing it, even if it's hard. Um, so, because, like, life, life is truly hard, and it can come in all different types of forms. Because not every life is the same for each person. Everyone lives their life differently. And everyone takes in some things a lot different than others and a, and a lot of people get hit with things that are a lot harder than others you know so there's a lot of challenges in life that you know are set for you and you know the question is like are you going to be able to handle it mm -hmm. so that's a big thing for me is like I want to be able to teach kids like yeah life is hard but there's always a solution it could you know it could lead to something good it could lead to something bad but you know, you would want to obviously lead it more to something good because that's the easy route. Oh, yeah. But obviously, like, it's going to take a lot more obstacles to get through life than just, you know, a simple straight line. Like, it's going to be up and down, up and down. So, yeah. um, at 22 years old, I've already seen it. So, <laughs> I know I got a lot more years to live. So, I know my life is going to keep getting harder and harder and harder. Um, but, but they have, but the number one thing I also want to say about that, too, is like, going back to like mental health like you have people around you yeah like people are around you they care about you they love you they want to make you happy they want to see you know they want to see you succeed in whatever you know profession you want to do in life and uh that's something that really you know makes my heart happy <laughs> <laughs> yeah so um how do you see volleyball like continuing to be a part of your life as you get out of college and kind of get like into the real world the real world, the real world yeah. scary um <laughs> I mean, obviously, I do want to have kids one day. Um, it's going to be a long time, but it's going to be a very long time. But, you know, just, you know, I want to be able to, you know, let my kids have the ability to choose what they want to do based on, I mean, they, I will make them play sports, but if they truly don't want to play, like, I totally accept that. I may cry a little, but that's okay. But, um, I mean, I do would like them to see, I would like to see them play at least a game of volleyball, even if I do have boys, you know, because I'm sure boys, like, I'm sure the boys game has gotten a lot, like, oh, yeah. you know, it's gotten a lot bigger ever since I've been a part of, you know, college and everything, and uh, maybe my boys would be interested in playing volleyball too, if I have boys, but, <laughs> um, um, but, you know, just being able to spread it on, a, you know, the next generation of kids, and, you know, just, you know, teaching what I know, and, uh, you know, you know, love doing it, love doing my job. Well, I think that's it. Awesome. So thank you so Love much it. for being with us. Of course.